hello. I didn't see you there, Internet. Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers to the series. We hope that through all of our perspectives as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have all played the sec- uh, the third case excuse me, of Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Case 4-3, titled Turnabout Serenade. Dude, I like this one. Okay. All right. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to get a, a land of contrasts here. Um, Wait, what do you mean land of contrast? Well, the general impression for this case from the fandom, I would, I think I feel safe in saying this, is that it's a little on the negative side. It's not like turnabout what? big top level of dislike, but people are a little, get a little frustrated with this one because of the amount of rewatching the video that you have to oh go through. Oh my god, Yeah, <laughs> I liked the actual case. I wasn't gonna bring up the 3D render video you watch I, 56 times. I love times. the 3D render video. <laughs> I was okay. getting, it was 11 o'clock at night, I was getting frustrated. The judge was like, <laughs> play it again, and I was like, your honor! <laughs> That's that's because you choose to play these cases down to the wire. I, I have no choice. I digested this case in my own free if time. I, and if I had digested, I probably still would have been mad about watching the same video over and over <laughs> uh, and over uh, again. We should go a little bit into the case before we just start declaring. I know. Um, well, oh, yeah, no, here's I liked the thing. it, so let's the talk video about it. Does, the video does not even show up until the final courtroom segment. Most of the case uh, does not revolve around this video at all. But then, then yes, then that, that video we, kind of <laughs> takes up a lot of the air in the room. You know what I mean? Um, we haven't even discussed the case. Right, exactly. So let's get into uh, the basic summary of the case. Um. This case starts off with Apollo and Trucy visiting Clavier Gavin's band, uh, which is performing their Guilty as Charged tour. Uh, And uh, they were given a 20% discount by Clavier for their tickets. How generous of him. And uh, they got to see, uh, yeah, their band uh, perform. And, uh, like, they're called the Gaviners. Weird, weird. Name the Gaviners or the Gaviners? The Gav- Gaviners. It's oh, Gaviners. I, I thought it was Gaviners. It should be Gaviners. Gaviners is stupid. There's no uh, I in the in the second oh, half man. of the title. All right, this yeah. is why this is the worst piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they they also have a they also have a guest musician showing up as well. The the Borgenese or the the Borgenese? Is it Borg or Borge? I kept saying board board Virginia, so the Virginia like Virginia with a bow. Yeah, so the Virginian singer Lamoroar or Lamroar, Lammy, Lammy for short. I thought like Noir, so like Lamoroar. It's I. It's it's a tough name to say. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue. I won't lie, Lammy. <laughs> and her blind pianist uh, partner, uh, Machi Tobey. 
who's uh, like a little fairy boy. Yeah, he's he's fourteen. He's he's a young kid who's a really good pianist who accompanies her. <laughs> Let me uh, be clear. I, I actually feel immediately bad now because I said fairy boy. I want to be clear that he looks like a pixie. <laughs> <laughs> Tiago homophobic moments. Oh man, Tiago. confirmed. <laughs> no, listen, I'm, I'm part of the community. <laughs> I, uh, I, no, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I just so, realized what I said out. They literally go out through the case talking about how he has this like fey look about him. I know they do. So like um, they call him a pixie at one point, and I did think that was a little that was a little out of nowhere. I I thought that like yeah he has the ice there boys. <laughs> the most homophobic case in all of Ace Attorney. <laughs> um, so like yes, these uh, Borgianese, uh Musicians are accompanied by their manager, Romain Latouse, the name yep. right there. Yeah, um, yep, yep. And they're participating in the. Uh, it, why does this concert have three acts? I don't know. I know. There's two intermissions for it, three acts. And they uh, are performing the Guitars Serenade. Uh, this is a, a three person performance between Machi, Lamoureux, and Clavier. And so. They do this uh, kind of like serenade on stage and Lemuror and Clavier get lifted up on like a big, f- uh, like move movable platform that comes up, you know, like 10 feet, 12 feet up off the stage. And he pulls her cloak. She's got like this big flowing blue cloak and pulls it over top of her and she disappears. And the cloak floats all the way across to the other side of the stage. And there's another platform on the far end. And. Over there, all of a sudden, the cloak, whoosh, she magically appears from it. Uh, and so she does this, uh, this like, disappearing trick while singing the whole time. Uh, and so everybody's blown away by it. But uh, everybody's so focused on the magic trick that Lamoror does that they don't uh, notice. Well, I mean, some people notice, but most people don't seem to notice that <laughs> Clavier's guitar catches on fire in the middle of his performance while she's disappearing. Just like the late great Jimi Hendrix. Yep. <laughs> so um, it, his guitar lights on fire. He freaks out. You get to see like this is all like a pre-rendered CG cutscene of of the scene. This performance. I love and Final he, Fantasy he, Seven. Yeah, he's like tamping it out. The, you know the fire out. Uh, and it, uh, unlike yeah. the late great Jimi Hendrix. I have a question. Do mm-hmm. y'all like the song? No. It's it's whatever. I got, right? I got a little <laughs> sick of it. I yeah. actually, I, I actually it, love this song. Eh. I thought it was bad. The, but the, I was the like, lyrics eh. are very silly. Is the thing? Yeah. I mean, of course the lyrics are silly because then the entire case wouldn't exist if it wasn't silly, right? Um, <laughs> I I listened to this song and I listened and I watched that 3D cutscene and I thought to myself, "Wow, this is the pinnacle of technology." <laughs> and Nintendo DS really bringing out all of its uh, strengths right here. During the Lamarwar slash Gaviner's uh, show, uh, the the song sounds silly, but like there's also some parts where I was like, "Oh, this sounds a little bit off." And then, and then we'll go into that. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that... a different version of this exact same song that is Lamarwar's like theme song that plays when she's yeah. on screen, and I that arrangement like that I think is quite nice. I like I think that, that a lot better. Yeah, that that uh, to use a phrase that uh, Rose that you've used that reminds me of underwater music. Yeah, <laughs> bring back my mermaid palace theme songs. 
Yeah, it, it kind of gave me those kind of vibes. Um, would, would you guys want to play like an Atlantean justice system game? Yes. Where like <laughs> we have to sue people whether or not they killed a shark or something? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Keep that one in your back pocket for the future. <laughs> I will. Okay. That's uh, just the Freddy Fish games. So, yeah. <laughs> Freddy oh Fish God. attorney at law. Uh, so uh, that that's like the second segment. And then the third segment is the band comes back on and performs. Apollo doesn't really want to be part of this. Uh, he doesn't want to watch this. So he goes backstage, actually, and he meets Emma Sky, who is working security for the concert backstage there. Uh, and so they hang out and they talk for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden they freak out because they hear gunshots coming from Lamoror's dressing room. Uh, they kick the door in and they find uh, Romain Latouse lying there on the ground, bleeding out. And he's dying and he, uh, Emma's like, okay, I'm gonna go get, you know, help. Apollo, stay here and watch him. Make sure that he's, you know, he's alright. Uh, you hear somebody leave the room, but Apollo doesn't see who. There's like a kachunk you know, noise. And then he gets to listen to Latusa's dying words as he says, cold, can't see, the witness is Siren. Sure, man. So we get uh, our first, like, instance, I think, uh, of, like, somebody encountering somebody, like, in their dying moments, basically. Yeah. Uh, that it's not like, you know, I know we had some instances during the trilogy of, like, characters like uh expiring on the stand <laughs> um there was but, an instance uh, the the instance that i thought about was case um 2-2 where there's a situation where like you saw the victim when they were alive mm-hmm. and then you get to see the victim dead in like a moment later that was right. the uh the the doctor who fucked over a lot of people yeah um, exactly so that's what this kind of reminded me of was just the like, oh yeah, we're we're watching a witness literally die. Yeah, Boy, Apollo handles it surprisingly well. All Dude, said, what the fuck do they teach in the court system <laughs> <laughs> in hey, law school? <laughs> at law school, they just kill a guy on stage and be like, everyone look, don't look away. <laughs> you got to be ready for this when you're a lawyer. <laughs> it's like, sir, I'm in civil uh, disputes. Look, <laughs> yeah, um. Uh, so we, that's, that's kind of like the intro to this case then. Um, the main conceit here then is there's a lot of little weird details that kind of seem unrelated at first, but start, of course, to congeal into, uh, a bit of evidence. And, uh, everybody seems to think that Machi Tobey, the pianist, the blind pianist, to be clear, uh, was the killer, this 14-year-old boy, uh, because he was the only one who could have slipped out of the room unseen through the ventilation system. Uh, there's a vent uh, grate in the room, and it is the only thing, it's it's small enough that he was the only person who could have fit through. So that's like the primary evidence to arrest him and make him the you know the primary suspect for this case, and Apollo agrees to defend him. Um, let's be clear here. Machi can't speak English. He only speaks Borgianese. Exactly. That, so, he speaks Windings. Yeah, they have him speak Windings. It's, yeah. so it's very I, silly. I imagine Borgianese is like Eastern European. Um, I'm and picturing like, the, vibe the, I get. 
the fictional country from the Adventures of Tintin, like Slovenia or whatever it's called. Slovenia. Yeah, the like just generic, tiny Eastern European country. Machi mm-hmm. comes from uh, Dracula's domain, and that's what Borgenia is like. Um, <laughs> so, like, Machi, he's given a lot of nicknames over the course of this. I think, though, this stuck out to me, is the fact that when... I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Someone calls him Twinkle Fingers, and I'm just like, y'all, he has a fucking name. Yeah, <laughs> it is It is a little weird. I don't... Yeah, I have some issues with how they're trying a 14-year-old foreign national uh, without a translator available. Right, like, yeah. We, I, we've got a lot we, of issues there. we got a little bit of issues, like... We're obviously, yeah, we're using this fictional uh, Eastern European country so that we can kind of just fudge a whole bunch of like ethnic details, right? Like, there's no, like, they're just, oh, they're just Eastern Eastern European people, you know, uh, and we're just gonna make up a language and just have them speak Wingdings. And I'm not saying you have to have picked a country or anything like that. Like, I, I know why games do this is because you want to have to dodge any baggage, real world baggage. Yeah. But you still never completely dodge it because you're still ha- doing the whole bit of, like, a, a foreign uh, national coming to America and having to deal with this, like, and deal with the language barrier and all that stuff. Like, that's still, like, this, a part of this. This would be a you problem. You can't get rid of that. I do, I do think the interaction of having characters that you need to like take their testimony on the stand and English isn't their first language I thought that was kind of an interesting thing to do mm-hmm. because like you know there's some details that come up later where Lamar uses words that are different than what and yeah. than what people interpret them as and it, you know the difficult witness thing in Ace Attorney like she was difficult to take testimony from, but I wasn't angry at her, you know? Yeah, like, like she didn't reason... piss me up. Like, Tiago often complains about witnesses, how much he hates them when they're annoying. They all fucking suck. Every yeah. witness sucks. Yeah, um, exactly. Whereas, I, and I, if I, I was I an often, attorney, I would, I would vote to kill the witness. Yeah, I often <laughs> fall into that a little bit as well. But, uh, you know, I, I was never mad at her. I was always just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> this is hard, but you're trying to help me? Like, you're the most cooperative witness I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah. I, yes, I actually do love Lemuar. That's the thing, though, is I actually love the cast of this case. So, let's let's go into the investigation before we, we go straight to the case, because I kind of jumped to the case part, the courtroom segment. Mm-hmm. Um, the investigation part consists of you walking around the, uh, the concert hall, which includes a hall that goes to both the governor's dressing room and Lamarar's dressing room. Backstage. Um, what? Backstage. Backstage, yes. The cop dressing this is, room. This is their ba- uh, backstage dressing rooms, whatever. Um, <laughs> and then you can also visit the the stage, but you go, like, you visit the, the like, side of the stage. You don't get to, like see the stage from a head-on point of view, which I think is interesting. Um, Gaviner, uh, Gavin, Clavier, mm-hmm. blonde twink prosecutor. Okay. I guess he's a hunk, actually. He, he, you know what? Uh, amend the record. He's yeah, a twunk. I was about to say twunk. Twunk, yeah. definitely. A little bit of a twunk Kimbo. 
Uh, uh, he's a twunk, <laughs> and he's upset because um, you get to meet one of the guitarists in his band, whose name is Darian Kresman. Um, first of all, awful name. Continuing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Darian was laid on a queue, and Gavin's pissed at this, because he's like, not only did someone get murdered at my concert, but we sounded bad. How could this happen? He's it turns out he's a, a total <laughs> He's a total diva when it comes to his band. He's like this weird like prosecutor who's concerned about the truth, but will also absolutely destroy you at any moment. But when it comes to his own band, he's like throwing guitar he's like pissed and shit. He's so pissy. Yeah. <laughs> it's very it's... funny to see this other side of him. Um and you, he gives you, like, this music board, and he's like, Apollo, find out where uh, Darian <laughs> messed up. And Apollo's <laughs> like, someone died. And it, it, Gavin's like, we can solve that later. Um, so you find out where Darian missed his cue, and uh, Gavin fucking just goes in. Like, like blood in the, like, blood in the water. Um... Let's see what else happens. I actually straight up can't remember anything else that happens on day one. Well, here investigation. The, the, we should establish the the conceit with the murder weapon as well because it's a forty five caliber revolver. This yes. gun that was used to murder uh, Latouse. It's a big gun. It's a fucking big ass gun, and they also like they they make that clear that that's part of the case as well. They're like, yeah, if somebody fired this gun and they were not prepared, they were not trained in using this, it could obliterate their shoulder. You know, even injure them seriously. You know, this send them the flying back. That kind of thing. This is so the Resident is, Evil Magnum. Yeah, so they're like, so that's that's important, because um, that's to start seeding doubt in your brain that, you know, Machi could have even held this thing and fired it, you know. He's so um, frail. Exactly. You just feel like his bones would have turned to dust if he tried to shoot it. Um, you find uh, a brooch or on the turn floor. turn him to dust. Which, uh, I'm sorry, wait, but brooch? Yeah, brooch. Is it a brooch? It's brooch. It's brooch. Sorry. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no, it's totally fine. It's. I think it's it one of those could, words. It could be. It's brooch. one of those words that you always read and never say. At okay. least for me, anyway. I've. I hardly ever say brooch in in real life. It could be know? like a regional, like dialect thing too. You know. Yeah, Ben's Ben's from Pennsylvania. Ooh, they Pennsylvania say brooch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hey, here in Pennsylvania, we say brooch, huh? Brooch. <laughs> brooch and pop. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so you those. have the brooch, uh, with the diamond-shaped uh, brooch that is dropped on the ground, which you eventually uh, track down as being Lamarors. Uh And then you also have the key ring uh, as well, which you hand back to Clavier after you realize that it's his missing keys. Yeah. For, uh, his, for his hog. <laughs> yeah, his little heart-shaped key ring with his own logo yeah. on it. <laughs> Fucking tool. Hog, also, meaning, hog meaning motorcycle in this. In this. Yes. Um, um, there's two other things I want to tackle before the end of this investigation segment, which is uh, one at the very end of the investigation segment. Then, uh, Machi and Latusa's corpse are moved, um, and they are put up on the moving platform at the very end. Uh. And Machi's knocked out, unconscious, laying there on this platform, and uh, Latusa's corpse is put up there with the guitar in hand. And so everybody's like, wait a minute, why would somebody do this? And you start to pin together, oh, this lines up with the lyrics of the song. So 
there is a bunch of uh, bits in the lyrics of the song that line up with like, oh, a bullet, take my life away, you know, guitar up together to the sky. Like, you know, these things all line, basically the events of the murder all line up with the song. So it's like, hmm, why would somebody do that? That seems suspicious. Why would somebody uh, fucking do that? Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, and then also, we got to talk real quick because we kind of passed over it with Darian. Yeah. Um, y'all good with his hair? Am I good with his hair? Yeah, I... Because <laughs> there's a great moment where the yeah. first time you see him, he's looking at you dead on. He's looking at you straight head on. And then he finally, the eventually... Side. He does he does the turn to the side and he takes his hands and strokes his pompadour, which is enormous. It looks like somebody strapped a, a fucking missile to the top of his head. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's very phallic. And it's it's just this well, goofy Dar- looking ass. <laughs> Darian's has. very like shark themed. He's got like yes. this shark yeah, buddy. I, I kind of liked his mm-hmm. vibe. Torpedo He's got a cool vibe. Yeah, um, as for his hair, I think it was a little, it's just a little too long. That's my <laughs> issue with it, is that like... Just like pull it in is... three inches, you know? Yeah, this it, is funny to hear from you. <laughs> I love pompadours, but like, at a certain point... This like, is too, too crazy. It's longer than his, like, straight up, it's longer than his torso. Like, I, I'll just say. <laughs> um... Goes off the screen almost. <laughs> it goes almost off the screen. I I'm like one who loves pompadours and character design. So like, this dude's d- dude fucking rain it in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a rock also, star. So yes, uh, Tracy noticed Tracy. 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 Alternate Truce. evil. Al- alternate Bond. evil Tracy. Yeah. Trucy <laughs> notices that the murder is following along the, the lyrics of the song. You take my keys away, Gavin's keys are stolen in the morning. Uh, burn guitar so bright, Gavin's guitar lit on fire. Half of the stuff that happens in the song happens to Gavin. Just yeah. straight up, like, <laughs> torture. The prosecutor, Gavin's terrible, horrible, no good, very <laughs> bad day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Bullet Take My Life Away, Romaine gets killed. Um, and then guitar up in the sky so high, we elevate his corpse on the stage. Um, that's like the, the thing that we notice with, uh, all that stuff. Also, and then we, we look at, um, Lammy's, uh, promotional postcard. I don't know why she has a promotional postcard, whatever. And then it says at the bottom, oh, Siren of the Ballad. Huh, interesting. And then you have a Jimmy Neutron brain blast moment where you remember the witness, the guy who's dying say, ask Siren, she's the witness. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lammy's like, oh yeah, I... I... He, he could have just said her name. I agree. <laughs> I straight up agree. You knew her. You yeah. talked to her. <laughs> you were her manager. Stay her fucking name. And then, like, you ask her about this. She's like, yeah, are you the Siren? And she goes, yeah, why? And he's like, oh, did you see the witness? And then she goes, um, are you on the case? And then you go, uh, no, not officially. It's just like, cool, see you later. And then she walks <laughs> <away>. She's <laughs> right, though. She's right, though. Oh, um, she is Sh- Shut the fuck up Friday. Yeah. <laughs> shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> so then and it's only when Machi gets arrested that Lammy's like, oh, God, please help Machi. And it's like, oh, my God, fucking Christ. You, you, now you want my help? Yeah. Um, so he spoke it the was first shut day. the fuck up Friday, though. I'm with her. 
She was right not to talk to us. And also, Emma Sky is very upset at you because she asked you specifically to watch the body, and you say, I will now investigate instead. And then you leave, and hey, then the body's was, gone. There's a weird magician in the hallway. What was I going to do? Not chase him? I forgot. There's just an apparition of a yellow magician walking yeah, around. That fucked uh, me up. There I might be thought, a little too much going Like, I liked this case overall. A little too much going on. <laughs> I, I, I like how it front loads you with all the shit that's happening. Because, like, your job is to connect it all. You know what I mean? There's nothing new that needs to be connected. Well, I guess there is something else that, ha- that happens on the second day. That doesn't matter. The point is, um, I kind of like how it gives you a lot of shit at the beginning. Because I straight up thought the yellow magician was the killer. And I was like, is that, is that are we not suspicious about the yellow magician? That's disappearing? <laughs> I am. Should- <laughs> I am suspicious, but... Um, so you go into the second day. The No, not the... Oh my god, sorry. You go into the first day of the court segment. Yeah, the first trial. Yeah, the first trial, and your two witnesses are first Emma Sky, who uses forensic science to explain what happened. Um, mm-hmm. The guy got shot. Like, there's a bullet in the wall. I don't know that's why the Emma... forensics, baby. That, that's forensics. <laughs> We're done here. She and lets me. Here. She lets me hold the luminol bottle for two minutes. Oh uh, yeah. Very so, sad. Uh, she didn't let me uh, do that sooner. I uh, wish. Yes. I wish she had given me stuff. There's the victim writes out a message in blood that is then wiped away, right? And then uh she everyone in the courtroom's like, hey, that looks like a message. Shouldn't we find out what that is? And then she goes, I had the carpet cut up and we could bring it to court right now. We Let's could have all done it. this earlier when we were in the sea. <laughs> I was I was kind of sick of her this case, I'm not going to lie. Like, the last Emma's... case, she was, like, helpful and kind of funny and, you know, let me did shoe prints. This time, pretty annoying. A little uh, disappointed. Munch, 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 munch. That, <laughs> that was whatever, fine. I was gumshoe. Uh, <laughs> miss gumshoe? <laughs> if Emma Sky doesn't give me fingerprint powder, we are not friends during the case. <laughs> she fair. has to let you do some kind of forensics or else it's not okay <laughs> this is what you're saying um, so like your your job is to go through Emma Sky's testimony and be like how come this other, like you bring up other evidence and she goes ah, I mean I don't it's not really it's not scientific it doesn't really matter to the case and you're going like it's still evidence Emma what you're a detective and then Gavin <laughs> goes yeah I deemed it not not necessary to bring that up and it's like Okay, man. Sure. Uh, we should talk to Lammy though, and like everyone's like, "Why?" It's like because the fucking witness, because the guy who died named her. Yeah. Like obviously we're gonna talk to her. So you bring in Lamarar, and uh, you have to do the the psycho eye attack to notice mm-hmm. when she's lying. Um, this is this so, is like, something I have to, to how... bring up. Yeah, go ahead. You first. What I was gonna say is that. The game doesn't actually prompt you to use your psycho eye attack this this time around. It just shows up in the your bottom psycho menu. Eye <laughs> yeah, I noticed on the second time that the bracelet lights up in the segments you're supposed to use it. Yes, but I mm, yeah. Let's let no more hand holding. You going. have to pay attention to your thing. fucking self. Let's say hypothetically, um, I was a dumbass and didn't know this. <laughs> um, I'm sitting well, they don't here. Point it out. Yeah. They don't point it out. They don't tell me. What you don't like? Every Phoenix got like a fucking push notification every time the Magatama needed to be used. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, what? <laughs> the game texts me <laughs> on my real phone. And meanwhile, like this fucking bracelet's ghosting me. It's so, like you know, Lammy's. Uh, it actually took me a while to find what her tell was, and it's the fact that she gulps whenever she's really nervous about her testimony. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I figured it had to do something with her mouth or throat because her face is covered up by this veil. Um, I actually do love Lammy. She's a wonderful witness. Um, she's the only witness I straight up support. Like, dead ass. Um, so, my problem is, and I want to take the only like, other The only other witness that hasn't lied to us, which is Polly from the first game. True. Polly can't oh, lie. Oh, yes. Polly the parrot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we all forget that Polly's also Apollo's nickname. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Go ahead, Rose. You were going to say something. Um, okay. Uh, so, I just want to check real quick. So, how common is it to have to look up online what you're supposed to find for Apollo's uh, powers? Because Real Talk had to Google it twice this case and had to mm-hmm. Google it last case, too. Um, of, of when to use the bracelet? Yeah, it's... Yeah. I, oh, do you, which, you, like, you mean which statement? Which statement to, which statement to use? Okay, yeah. Because oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, some of the things are just not... like. It seems really arbitrary. <laughs> I know? so my right. my personal thing is that I try to look when the sprite when the character sprite like moves. So like normally Lammy stands looks directly at you, but I noticed that when she turned to the side, that's when I used my psycho eye attack because I was like, all right, something is different here. <laughs> but there was <laughs> in the first eye attack. <laughs> in the first statement, there's like. There's a couple... T- I was like, oh, I'll look for when her sprite changes or when it's doing an animation or something. And, like, it does that, like, three times. To- like, that's it. Like, she doesn't have any animations, really. She just kind of looks at you or she looks away. And I was like, which one's the one that's different? I don't know. Well, the one where she looks away is different because normally when you talk to her, she's looking directly at you. Except for well, the thing half is, the time is- she's looking away. <laughs> The thing is, is that it's not actually based on the sprite when you're in testimony mode, yeah. right? Uh, you have to, not. you have to go, <laughs> all, yeah, you have to go off of the actual statement there, where you suspect that she's lying about something, and yeah. then once you come to the bracelet, then the animation matters. Then once you're in bracelet mode, essentially. Well, I think what uh, I'm trying to say is, but, I don't think I like this mechanic very much. I don't think it's very evidence based. No, I. Like, I think I'm not they could doing... have done a better job with it. Yeah. It's not very evidence based, you say. I'm not. I don't feel like it is. No. Um. I All feel right, like well... I am looking frantically through my piles of evidence, and I'm going. I don't have anything that I can prove that I suspect they're lying. Okay. Um. Well, weirdly enough, also goes along with the theme of this case. That's yeah, we'll, I'm... We'll, 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 uh, we'll pocket that for later. <laughs> I, I, you know, though, like, I'm, yeah, I have some opinions. I, I, I actually think witness testimony is a really poor way in, to do, to make judgments, just period, mm-hmm. in real life, so. Well, 
We'll we'll get there when we get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, once we saying, get to the end of this, we can yeah. talk a little bit about what they seem to be implying. Purely, but, um, purely divorced from theming in my real life feelings. I don't think it's a very fun mechanic. I don't like it. I'm yes, tired. That's fair. I it did I did struggle to find Lammy's tell because I wasn't sure what I was looking for, but I kind of just went with my gut instinct, which was this is a character who has their mouth covered, so. Maybe I should look around their mouth. And then it turned out to be the fact that her throat gulps whenever she lies. So, like, I kind of lucked into it. At least her tell stays the same. It's not like the, um, card dealer girl. Her tell changed in the middle of the case. And I, that's the one I had to look up because I was so frustrated. Oh, yeah, when she does the, um... Yeah, it's like, wait, you can't just change your tell. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah at least this one stays the same so when she gets up on the test uh, on the stand later in the second half of the court case you can keep an eye out for it again uh, um so yes, yeah uh, so she she says that she witnessed uh this through a little tiny window into the room uh and there's this great like hypothetical illustration that pops up of her looking through this little tiny window with, like, the gun looming in the foreground, and it's so funny to me. I don't know. Every time this picture popped up of her peeking through this little window, uh, I cracked up. <laughs> Looking at you through the glass. Holy yep. shit, that's a big gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, like, Lammy, um, she says that she saw this thing through a little window. That's very specific. She also said that she heard the voice of the killer say something. Yes. And then everyone's like, you could not have heard that audio recording because that you could not have heard that sound because the window was closed and the concert was on. No one could hear anything through the window. We tried it. Gavin tested this. Um, I guess when he had free time. Uh, and Lammy's <laughs> like, no, I for sure did it. And then everyone goes like, and then everyone starts to like, I don't remember how we got to this conclusion. But Apollo figures out that Lammy's actually blind, not Machi. Like, uh, well, no. Yes. No, that is the uh, conclusion they come out with, is that Lammy is not actually... Lammy... Let me try that one more time. (laughs) (laughs) Machi is not blind. Lamiroir is. Exactly. It's a swap. It's a swap. And that, like, it turns out that, like, even though Lamiroir's whole... Her whole, like, diva identity... Turn out to be like, oh yeah, uh, I I can't actually see, even though I'm called the la- the landscaper of sound, which is a wild thing to call somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. Uh, yeah, she's blind, and everyone's like, well, no, you couldn't witness it. And then Gav, but like, but the victim said he saw you see it, and then Gavin's like, no, don't you remember his exact words? can't see the witness siren mm-hmm. he was referring to the fact that the witness could not see and apollo's like oh fuck but then she's like 100 percent though i heard it i promise you right. i can remember any voice and this comes up at the end of the day one when uh darian comes in who's also a detective guitarist for the gaviners and apparently every member of cop. the band participates in the law somehow. Cops. Yeah, he's a he's a cop. You Everyone's, know they're the cop- cops when you see their dressing room. That's true. Yeah. That's, they make yeah. a bunch of jokes. Uh, there's a joke about the police in there. 
Yeah. Um, that did you know, make they, me they, laugh, actually. I love the police. Yeah. So they, they, you know, they get their, they get their jokes in, but also, yeah, <laughs> talk about, talk about, uh, you know, rock bands usually raging against the establishment and it's, it's like, your band is the establishment, friends. And also, Gavin <laughs> loves playing by the rules. He loves the rules so much. I know. <laughs> Uh, it's like his favorite thing. He's such a good little boy. Um, he's just so anyway, a stupid diva. The re- yeah, the, re- <laughs> the, the reason, reason Darian shows up in the first place is because they were getting the information on who uh, Latus was, which is that he was an Interpol agent. Yes. Uh, the dying message left by Latus is that he wrote his fucking Interpol agent code whatever his id on the ground in blood and then uh they wiped it off and it was wiped off by the killer and they thought to themselves well mashi couldn't do it he's blind but then it turns out that Mashi's not blind so he's still in the suspect category yeah uh daring comes in to report who the what the number is it's an interpol id for latus and then as darian is saying this uh lemmy says hold it and goes on to the witness testimony again, and then says, Darian's voice is the voice I heard. And everyone just goes, oh shit, Darian? And Darian's like, no way. The second he said, no way, I would have immediately booked him. I would (laughs) have, I, no evidence necessary, your honor. That man just folded at the table. He is absolutely the killer. <laughs> that is the most OGs. Oh, like, not. He didn't say that's not oh, true. Golly. <laughs> he did not say like anything to dispute it. He just said, "No way." It just in sheer fact that he was caught, and that's mm. like the most telling. Like he basically confessed on the fucking stand, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean this case is a wrap let's all go home nope uh, you got a whole nother day no you have to watch the fucking video <laughs> so we got a day two yeah so we go to day two um we still haven't gotten a chance to speak with our defendant um we've yes, been given no true. translator no time no accommodations even before we figured out like that he was not blind, no accommodations were made, nothing. We got we're barely allowed to speak to him. We have no time to build a case. He's fourteen years old in a different country. I know. There's Yeah. Mm. Ooh. I, no. <laughs> really enough, I didn't Not have ha- an issue with any of this. I only had an issue oh with something God. that happens on the second day. I was the whole time I was like, this entire premise of this is bullshit this shouldn't be happening i'm so who is letting this happen your honor everything is all fucked especially later when the judge goes like and you'll be given fair trial by the laws of this country you haven't done it so far judge sure fucking have it here's here's the thing here's why i did not bat an eye at any of this is because i defended maya so many fucking times that at a certain point i just got used to the fact that we just try myers for murder that's bad, <laughs> but at least Maya, <laughs> at least Maya and I speak the same language. Like Maya can communicate with her defense team, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So day two comes out, and you're like, you're you are chilling at your home. 
You're chilling all maxed and relaxing and cool at the magician pad. Uh-huh. And a fucking magician shows up. Unbelievable. Who would have thought? thought? But this Valance magician grammary. is not the magician you always see. <laughs> this is a different magician. Yeah, this is this is Valent Grammary. He's dressed all in yellow, and he is the uh, former stage partner of Trucy's real dad. Trucy's adopted. Called it. Um, I mean, you know, revealed. it was possible, but the math I didn't forgot. look. Reasonable. Yeah, well, I, I, at it this was, point, I, it's confirmed. Phoenix Wright never nut. <laughs> It was so hard to keep my mouth shut over the last like two episodes when you guys were talking about this and trying to figure out I know. like how this all played out. I mean, I feel like we were pretty but solid you were on her being on the adopted. Money. You were basically yeah. on the money. Yeah, she was. She has. She doesn't have an attorney bone in her. <laughs> um, but but yes, okay, uh, Zach Grammary is her is her father. Uh, they eventually say his name once or twice. I think during this case, Zach, yeah, Zach. Grammary. And uh, and yeah, but uh, she never she never really knew him. Uh, and uh, instead, she gets to meet Uncle Valent. Um, and uh, so he shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I was the one who did that cool magic trick that made Lamoror disappear from one side to the other of the Colosseum." Yo, magic's real. <laughs> uh, no, this is an illusion. This is stagemanship. This is. I mean, magic is real, but no, no, that's my psycho eye attack. That's that's not magic. (laughs) That's different. Um, so like, yeah, we. I I think that the there's a picture in the write anything office of a black and white magician. Uh, Like it's in sepia tone. Let me be clear. It's not black and Mm -hmm. white. It's sepia tone. Um, and I just think that's Trucy's dad. Like she talks to it sometimes, and she's like. Today I solved a really good mystery with my best friend Apollo, and Apollo's like, "I'm in debt." I, I... <laughs> Wait, is, this all? Like a, is this like a scene that happens that I missed, or like if you interact with the photo in the write anything office, uh, sometimes right, uh, Tracy will talk to it. Oh, okay. I I don't. I looked at the office once, so I didn't look at it anymore. So. Oh, every go. time I'm in the office, I interact with every object again. I just check on Charlie. <laughs> I, I check on Charlie, too, but, like, Apollo dusts the books at the back end to make sure it's clean, because he's, Aww. like, oh, um, he comments on the fact that, like, it's really weird to have, like, boxes be your, uh, designer shit, and she's like, I simply did not know what else to do with it. Um, if you get tea from her, uh, Apollo's like, this isn't the time for tea! There's a murder! <laughs> um, and yeah, then if you I... check on the magic tricks, uh... I usually just like, check on Charlie, like I said. Um, I like I I. This is the thing that I do because I'm afraid about missing anything. Is I routinely go through every single piece of a, like interactable object a, as often as possible. Um, so it does take me a while to finish these cases. Um, so yeah. you have these. Uh, you basically have three moments that happen here after you talk to uh, Valent Grammary. Uh, you head over to the Coliseum to the, you know, to the stage and there you meet, uh, Lamoror at first and you get, uh, some evidence, uh, with the headset and the headset that was, uh, like the establishing facts for this headset is these are the headsets that everybody who was performing was wearing and they work within a 30 foot radius to keep people in touch with each other. So that's important. 
Then uh, you uh, go back up onto the stage and you encounter Valent again there. And he talks a little bit more about the uh, trick, but does not give you the details of how it was done. Because, of course, you've got to figure that out. And magicians will never reveal their secrets. It's a so murder trial. I, I know, during a murder trial. I but love he does that give... Apollo yelled at him. It was like, there's a murder trial, <laughs> please. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you get a little bit more of detail, no, some more details about the uh, Grammarie like troop, and he mentions the founder of the troop, Magnifi Gra- Grammarie, uh, and uh, Troop <laughs> Grammarie, and uh, then says that the troop had ended seven years ago due to Magnifi's death, death, and Zach's disappearance. Seven uh, years so ago. You seven years ago. Huh? Seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. One certain attorney. No longer was it an attorney. Who knew? Yeah. Mm. Who knew it all sized? So, I can't believe that the case that could potentially ruin Phoenix Wright's career is, is all about magicians and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, fucking DS9 or SL9 or whatever was, like, a crazy murder that involved, like, illegal use of a spirit medium. But this is just, like, yeah, I got fucked over by some magicians. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, uh, so yeah, so they're set, so they're setting that up, and then also in the piano on the stage, you find a portable like switch, like a trigger device. Um, Nintendo Switch, and uh, <laughs> you're like, hmm, this seems like it could be important. And as you head back to Lamoror's dressing room, where Emma Sky is still investigating, you uh, realize that oh, there's a little like remote activated igniter in the room. And uh, you press the button on the trigger, and it makes the lighter go off. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I figured out how the guitar was set on fire now. <laughs> yeah. Um, weird that it was found in the piano, and our client is a pianist. Yeah. Huh. W- what the fuck? Um, Interesting. Uh, and then also, as you, yeah. you leave, you also then bump into uh, Crescend, uh, into Darian one more time, who is super pissed. He's, not he's like so frustrated he's that he's off the aggro. case now. He's not being so. He's not like doing anything to win us any, like win over any friends. You know, you're kind of I mean, like, man, this guy sucks. Actually, this guy sucks. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I think he's the guy who did it, and I think he sucks. Now I just got, I just got to do the footwork now. Uh, yes. Um, I think what also happens is that at a certain point. Trucy's like, let's go visit Gavin at his office. And, like, <laughs> you're like, you know what? Sure, fuck it. Um, so you go to visit Gavin's office. His office is sick. I like it. You like his office? It's very, like, it's supposed to look like a recording artist's office. There's a bunch of guitars everywhere. There's the burnt guitar on the table. There's a strange piece of plastic in a jar. Uh, Trucy uh, and Apollo make fun of his fancy chair. Truthy to follow, um, make fun of his fancy chair. He also chair. talks about uh, how he wants to like fuck guitars for a while, and Apollo's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> this is he happening does to me, I guess." Try to fuck his guitars for a while. Um, and no, he Trucy's just talks like, about it. It's okay. Um, yeah. So you ask Gavin a lot of questions, and Gavin's like, "Are you talking to?" Clavier Gavin, Gavin Rock God, or are you talking to pr- Prosecutor Gavin, your enemy? And you're like, can I please talk to the Rock God, sir? And he's like, you may. Um, <laughs> Switches personalities. He's yeah. Um, 
He talks about the guitar that was burned, which was a gift from uh, Lammy that was sent over from Virginia, vacuum-packed in a way that no one else touched it. Um, and then you get to talk about the cocoon. Mm-hmm. And boy, how did this case take a wild turn when, yeah, we start of... talking, when we start talking about the cocoon? I thought the twist was, let's throw in this magician new character at halftime, and no, it's also... Hey, here's a whole plot point we've never mentioned before. So Roman Latus is an Interpol agent, specifically from Virginia, whose goal is to prevent the smuggling of the Virginian cocoon. The Virginian cocoon is a cocoon that only exists in Virginia, and a silk can be used to create a serum to cure a disease called incuritis. I lost my shit. I oh, I yeah. cannot believe that I forgot that they called the disease incuritis. I remembered they... <laughs> that there was a disease that the cocoon cured. Like, I remembered that part. I don't know how my mind gave up the information that they called it fucking incuritis. <laughs> oh. It's so funny. They, it's it's so funny, funny when you get the, um, like, a little, you get a newspaper clipping, basically, in the segment that's like, oh, first case of incuritis, uh... Found yeah. in the United States, and I'm just like, you can't incuritis. Uh, <laughs> it's like how in Avatar they call the uh, material that they're trying to get unobtainium. Exactly. That is what like... I thought of instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it turns out the case that Romain was working on, Latouse, is that someone was smuggling the cocoon over to America, and we're all like, Why would you we... just? Why would you just hoard a fucking? cure for a disease they explained that because. in court and we'll get there yeah because maybe maybe, your... maybe i'm setting up for the discussion later oh okay my bad. <laughs> i apologize um yes uh and then gavin's like man i wonder how they smuggled it in and then i look over at the guitar that was vacuum pack sealed in a way that no one touched it since it arrived right. here from virginia and i go hmm i i couldn't tell you and then I remember that the guitar was lit on fire to destroy any evidence. Right. <laughs> huh. Who smuggled this, some might say. Maybe someone yeah. for Borginio with music-related connections. Who knows? Um, so, uh, after you talk to Gavin in his very cool pad, and you're like, I guess there's a cocoon plot now, Tracy. Do you know anything about cocoons? And Tracy's like, fuck now what <laughs> uh you finally have the wherewithal to ask your client oh wait no i totally forgot there's one yeah there's one big thing that actually happens before you get to talk to your client we don't know where lammy is she disappeared yeah. we we want to talk to our client but we can't find Lamoror. who She's, can translate she, and hasn't been translate translating for yeah for us and so we start looking around and emma's like i can't find her either can you help me look and so you run around the backstage and then back up to the front stage. And then you notice that the guitar case is shut and there's a little bit of cloth sticking out of it. And you're like, Oh fuck. Uh, and rip this guitar case open. And inside is Lamoror knocked out unconscious. I thought she was, dead, uh, but she is alive. I thought she was dead. And I thought that this case was going to fucking die. <laughs> this is like this case dies with her. If it, if yeah. it goes, uh, so she's taken to the hospital, and you that get hospital. 
Yeah, that hospital, Hickfield Clinic again. Uh, you get to talk to her briefly, and she says that somebody, you know, hit her over the head, and she was able to stumble and run and hide into this guitar case and then passed out inside of it after she pulled it shut This um, is to run from this her attacker. This is something that's never said in court, but it's very strange to me that while she was attacked, the assailant said literally nothing, right? Mm-hmm. If I was going to attack somebody, I would at least shout, like, I'm going to, like, yeah, like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> or what do you, Link? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, I grunt and scream, like, this is a moment of violence. So uh-huh. I would, there's no way that I would, like, in in the fucking heat of the moment where I'm about to kill somebody, I would be completely silent. Unless I was an assassin, whatever. Or you've what already I'm saying killed is before. That, like, it's not impossible to think that... The assailant must have known of Lammy's ability to recognize voices. Mm-hmm. So this is somebody who knew that Lammy would be able to recognize their voice if they spoke out loud. So they were intentionally being quiet. This is never brought up in court. This is something that I, Tiago, thought about and was like, right. how come we're not talking about this? How come we're not talking about the fact that she was attacked by a silent assailant because they knew she was deaf? And a person, I mean, blind. Jesus, oh my god. Um, Isn't it weird? Huh, Darian? Isn't that weird, man? Isn't that weird how (laughs) they didn't want to be recognized by them? That's so weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, you get your visit Lammy in the clinic, you pull out the cocoon, and she's like, oh yeah, uh, fucking, that's a cocoon from Virginia. If you smuggle those out of the country, it's punishable by death. It's a sure How fucked up. Sure. All if right. you say so, I'll believe you. <laughs> anyway, she's sitting there in the hospital and you're like, okay, anyway, can you come down to the detention center with me and translate? And she's like, oh yeah, I feel good enough to do that. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I can't believe this is the first time we finally get a translator. And so we finally get to talk to Machi for a little bit. Machi is scared upon seeing this, uh, this cocoon that we show her, show him. Um, and, you know, we get the details about how it can cure incuritis. And when Apollo says, like, did you smuggle any cocoons in? He says nothing. He completely shuts up, but does say that I can't go home now. And then, of course, the one and only Darian Crescent shows up and says, oh, Machi's got to go talk to the Borginian embassy. You can't talk to him right now. Let's go. Come on. Uh, that's it. That's all you get. Bye. Even though he was specifically told by Gavin to not participate in any law things. I know. So Isn't yeah, that crazy? Yeah, Apollo is like, oh yeah, obviously he's cu- trying to cover up <laughs> this and not that, let me talk to Machi. That's strike. <laughs> obviously. Deadass, that would be strike three for me. I would accuse Darian first thing I walked in the court. It'd be like, listen. Right. Number one, the witness named him. Number two, the assailant was silent while they were attacking Lamar. Number three, he was operating as a law enforcement officer, even though he is currently a suspect and was told not to work on this case, mm-hmm. specifically by a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly he's working under his own motives. Like, he's got his own prerogative going on right now. He's the murderer, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious uh, at this point. And it feels like it's just the fact that he is a detective himself is like is what's giving him protection, you know? Wow, bad cops. Who would have thought? Yeah. 
So then we uh, go so into it's the just, next It's bit. just dragging it out in court now and, and like, proving it. And uh, that is kind of, like, the theme, I think. Uh, I think that's safe to say of this, this final segment is that, uh, you know, you're really struggling to utilize evidence, like, actual physical evidence to prove that Darian did this. Even and though you have he's a the whole most lot of witness testimony and circumstantial stuff. So, like, yes, the next day starts, and finally fucking Phoenix Ride Bum of the Year shows up. Uh, uh, I love this little scene, though. I think this is great. I actually do love this scene. Um, where he says, like, this case will be impossible to prove, and Apollo's like, why? And then Phoenix Ride is just, like, under the current legal system, and I'm like... Yo? Where's my evidence law book? I need evidence law ducky. I need to <laughs> I need to know the rules like Also, this whole thing where I have to find the real murderer still is happening. Like, come on, buddy. It's always up to the attorney to find the real murderers. Cops are just there to provide false evidence. Yeah. Um. That <laughs> If only, honestly, even if that was it in real life, that would still be a better system than what we do now. Uh, in real life or in the game? <laughs> yeah, tell. in real life. In the game, um. it only works for me. Apollo Justice, apparently. So, like, yeah, uh, Phoenix Wright is like, you gotta find what ignites Darian. And I thought what this meant was is that I was supposed to make fun of his guitar playing. And I was like, yeah, you're a shit guitarist, Darian. I thought I was just supposed to antagonize him, so I tried to. I thought that um, was kind of a weird <laughs> metaphor as well. I didn't quite get what he wanted me to do. Right? I thought... It was, I, I don't know. Um, so, we have two witnesses today. One of them is Machi, who is being translated by Lammy. And the other one... We'll get to him later. Um, <laughs> so, Machi starts speaking through Lammy, and like Gavin's like, Hey, listen, I know enough Borgenese to know if you're lying, so you can't speak for him. And so you have to cross-examine Machi while having, like, Lammy be the in-between. And mm -hmm. I think that is really interesting. Uh, it's, it's fun to have two people on the stand, essentially. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you need to use your bracelet, uh, I think it it's not perfect, but I think it's a little bit more of an interesting wrinkle to be like, okay, I who am I looking at here? Am I looking at Machi or am I looking at Lamoror? for this lie. Maybe right? I also like Machi because his spray is smaller, so there's less of him that I have to, like, scan around with a stupid <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's only one tell There's anyway less surface well, area to look at. Which is pretty easy I, tell to guess. No you know? joke, Des, I was going to say the exact same thing. He's got the right amount of surface area. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have to use your psycho eye attack, because depending on whether or not... All right, that's just what we're calling it now, yeah? I think I, that's I it. What the, what the fuck else is it? They play the, like theme but like in a minor version and like the shadow realm is behind the characters and like uh -huh. come on psycho this eye what, attack this is what m bison used to kill ken or whatever <laughs> um so like okay so there are certain segments where like sometimes lammy is saying somebody in order to defend machi because she loves machi like a son and like loki i respect that i but i am also your lawyer and i am trying to get machi off the hook so don't work against me. Um, and then there's, I, when you, so like normally Machi Sprite, he has these sunglasses on that doesn't allow you to see his eyes. But if you use the psycho eye attack, you could see his eyes. And I knew at that exact moment that his eyes were his tell. And there's a moment where he, uh, Lammy says the word English and he turns his eyes to look at her. 
And I go, does he know English? Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, do you know English, Machi? And everyone in the chorus is just like, Machi, do you know English? And everyone's like, no, Machi doesn't know English. And then fucking, I'm like looking Machi in the eye being like, I'm your fucking attorney. And my job is to defend you. Do you know English? And he speaks a little bit of English. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, not much, but just a, just enough to kind of just barely get by and catch on to what people are saying. Yeah. So, um, Machi, buddy, you've once again turned into the difficult client. <laughs> <laughs> I was defending you this entire time because I thought you were truly defenseless. But at the same time... He's still really working... defenseless. Like he is, he is kind of defenseless. He does not speak enough English, I think, to be like able to confidently stand trial and make decisions right. without He a knew enough for me to go, Hey, do you know about this cocoon? And then he says nothing. <laughs> yeah, he shuts the yeah. fuck up. And he's like, absolutely not. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, I'm he's not I, obviously not it. stupid, but like, you know... Yeah, you're uh, right. He would have gotten the death penalty if you brought it up, my bad. Yeah. Um, so, Even like, just looking at it would have given him the inclination to not talk about it. Yeah. So, uh, Lamroir is stunned by this. Everyone's a little stunned, but it turns out that Machi knows just a little bit of English. Um, and so we ask. We, we get it. Like, uh, we get like a, a break. The judge, like, mercifully gives us a break. He's like, Go talk to your client. You got five minutes. Like, go go talk to your client. See if you can get him to testify. Well, it would have been I, great if somebody had done this for me, you know, at any, any other o- time. <laughs> any other time ever in the history of these games. Yeah, I know. It's, it's like, so unusual to get this tiny bit of kindness that I was like, oh, I like, made a note of it. I was Holds like, wow. on to it with my well, fucking life. I think it's because the judge is feeling very sentimental today, because he just visited the chief justice son who's sick in the hospital. Wow, yeah, I wonder what, what kind disease of illness? he has. Yeah, what illness does he have? Does the chief justice's son have? Incuritis. <gasps> <gasps> yeah, that, that plot point was a little little ham-fisted as well. Well, do, do, you, do you all remember that that was set up in case two, though? Wait, really? Was it set up in case two? Yeah, the at the start of case two, the judge is a like a second late or whatever because he says that oh, I was just visiting the chief justice's son in the hospital. You know, he's oh, I very sick, that, and I, I thought wanted... that happened in this case. No, no, he it, that happens in case two as well. Wow! Uh, and then and then this case at the start here, then he's he's like whatever it was they they delayed the the start of the trial by like ten minutes or something because he was he was arriving late. But but yeah, in in case two, he's like, oh hey, hey everybody, how you doing? It was so nice to see you know youth you know uh, getting out there and that sort of thing. Like because uh, he's talking to uh, Walkie, you know, I believe at the time he's like, and I just came from the Chief Justice's you know son in the hospital. Uh, so yeah, so they oh it's my it's God, a through line. You're right. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so it, so it kind of comes up there as well. So you know, it's it's not much, but it, it is a little a little it follows, it a little crumb through. that was was dropped uh, earlier. Um, um, yeah. So you can't get Machi to testify; he refuses. So you come back in, and they're like, "All right, did you get Machi to testify?" And you're like, "Nope." Instead, it's going to be Lamoror testifying again, <laughs> again, uh, again, and so. Uh, 
you get her on the stand, and it is time to break down a couple of things. Mainly the magic trick and how it was done, because that will have a big bearing on the case. And uh, also how these triggers, these remote triggers and igniters work, and the headsets on all these things are in these 30 feet, you know, 30 foot radiuses, a radii that you're, you're trying to deal with. So, uh, I, I forgot real quick. This is actually very important. Um, Mm -hmm. the entire reason that Darian says like, obviously it wasn't me is because the Apollo and, uh, Emma heard the gunshots happen during the third act and Darian was on stage during the third act. And that is his airtight alibi. Um, you then talk to Lamoir about how the trick was done, and we have to talk about, like, alright, so... We actually bring up a very valid point, is that Lamoir actually never states why she was down there. Like, why were right. you backstage during the, um... Uh, during the shooting. You know what I mean? Um... And then you go into it, and it's like... Lamoir, when did you have time to go to the backstage during the performance? Like... <laughs> and it's like, well, I was on stage, and it's like, okay, yeah, but there was a split second where you weren't on stage, and that was when you were teleporting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, okay. You, you, uh, there's, there's like a really, de- all right. So I'm trying to figure out how to like succinctly put how the trick was done, and how the trick was done is pretty simple. Is that at the beginning, um, you find out that. There was a stand-in on stage, and Lamoir was singing over a headset mic, and right. she was actually like going through the vents to like like an imposter to yeah. um get to the other side of the stage. I saw Lamoir vent. I saw Lamoir vent. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, wait, if you were in the vent, how did you see it by the window? And it's like, wait, Lamoir, when you say window, what do you mean by window? And Lamar is like, you know, like the window in the ceiling. The air comes through. Yeah. And it's like, and- fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah, do, doing, doing a little bit of this, like, uh, yeah, English as a second language and miscommunications, trying to set that up. So did this throw anybody here? Like, was this, was this a tough leap to make? Uh, when you were doing this 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 segment, this cross examination, no, I thought it was pretty clever, actually, right. and I, I liked cut. her like turning and going. Yeah, I just assumed I didn't know what you guys were talking about because prosecutor Gavin kept saying like, "Oh, she couldn't have heard through the window," and I didn't know why he thought that, but I figured, oh well, I must be wrong, <laughs> and I was like, "That's the most relatable thing I've ever ever heard." Oh. <laughs> uh- Yes, so it turns out that the window that she heard the voices through was during the vent. But then it's like, wait, but you were in the vent during the second act. Is that correct, Lamoir? And she goes, yeah, I had to go through the vent to get to the end of the magic trick. And then it's like, well, that means you heard the shooting occur during the second act, not during the third act, where we heard the shooting. Exactly. And everyone goes, maybe we misunderstood the timeline. Maybe, Maybe the up. shooting actually occurred during the second act. And then everyone goes, well, okay, so what were the gunshots you heard during the third act? And then Emma Sky 
give um uh, this is when the uh oh my god i forgot to say phoenix strike gave you some evidence from the sky the thing is though is that when phoenix strike gives me evidence evidence i assume it was falsified so i didn't think right I after the first it. time <laughs> yeah. yeah now you're like oh it's shit yeah, i don't know if i can use this <laughs> uh Luckily... but it turns out it was oh, real sorry no go ahead no, I was just going to say, yes, it's real, and Prosecutor Gavin also has access to it. And then you use it right. to remember the soundboard bullshit that you had earlier. Yep, time to bring back the soundboard. Bring board back the soundboard, and... and you find the gunshots in Lamoureux's track on the soundboard, proving that you're right. And honestly, that should probably take care of it right there, because then Machi has to be innocent because he was on stage. Exactly. He was on the piano. At that, that time, that but gives you the over. opportunity to actually accuse Darian, because now like Lamoir's testimony starts to sound a little bit more real. Uh, so then you're like, I accuse Darian, and then it's like, all right, well, luckily I had Darian signed up as a witness today so that he could testify, and we're all like, Gavin, you signed up your own bandmate to be a a, a witness, and he's like, yeah, couldn't avoid it. I yeah, knew he this missed his cue on the last show, so he's out. <laughs> this is me kicking off the band um so like i mean it's just nice that clavier is like not uh that antagonistic you know his search for the truth he's not the hide the evidence kind of guy it's like yeah the scene where you're so nice the scene where you're in his office um and you show him some evidence you know and he gives you some evidence, and he's like, oh, you're so nice to me, Apollo. And Apollo's like, I don't know, you're pretty nice to me. You just gave me a bunch of evidence, too, honey. Like, and then they, honey. And then they lock lips for, like, 20 minutes they made while out. Trucy um, plays with the guitar. Yeah, I don't know. They're, they've got a little bit of a vibe. Um, but yeah, no, it's Clavier Gavin, enough, this is the first time I've ever felt like, a ma- felt like, like this about a man before. Yeah, that is the first thing he says to Apollo. And then Clavier um, just goes, this is not the first time I felt about a man. There's no straight explanation for that. Uh, uh, yeah, no. I think it's nice that uh, somebody, at least, is operating the way a trial should, which is that the defense and prosecution have to agree on all the evidence before it's introduced and what is and isn't relevant, and everybody gets access to everything, and nobody updates the autopsy report and doesn't tell the defense lawyers. <laughs> we need we need to update the autopsy report though. We need we needed a name for the podcast. Um, so we through this like kind of shaky testimony because we have to assume that Lamar is telling the truth. We're able to to bring Darian in because Lamar is like, yeah, this is the exact time I heard him. This is what he said. Press the switch, and it's like, oh, the switch. Isn't that interesting? And then you pull out your switch, and it's like, yeah, this switch. Um, so you finally get to bring Darian in, and Darian is, of course, a hostile witness because we're accusing him of murder. Because he's a cop. Because he's a cop. Uh, Darian's like, why should we listen to any testimony that isn't Emma's? Lamar's testimony is shaky at best, and she's defending the uh, client. Like, why are you guys listening to this? And then you bring up, like, there's just so many fucking coincidences. That's the issue that I have with this, right? <laughs> is that if it was one or two, okay, three, we're pushing it. Four, Darian? <laughs> Four? You were late on your cue, which it's means you were three is already something. a pattern. It's at Where's least the- enough that um, there's uh, evidence that Machi wasn't involved, and that should be the end of it. 
Um, ah. But no, we have to find the real killer. Uh, so well, you know, involved. <laughs> we, we accuse Darian of being the shooter because we're like, your shoulder hurts, and that's why you missed your cue. Very funny to me that we have to bring that up in court. And Gavin right. goes, how could he miss it? And then everyone in court's like, Gavin, chill. <laughs> Dude, chill. Yeah, he get, he gets a little little antsy about it again. <laughs> um, Darian's like, all right, well, what about the gunshots? And it's like, well, those are firecrackers. Like, well, how would I have known to shoot the firecrackers if, no, if I wasn't there? And then uh, Emma goes, well... Well, no, Apollo goes, well, there isn't a headset on the ground, so they could have used that to hear us when we walked by. I wanted to uh, introduce the by. headset so many times, and it was just like, no, no, not now. And I was like, ah! Um, <laughs> this is clearly yeah. vital information. <laughs> I was like, alright, well, if I told someone to press the switch, who did I tell? And it's like, you told your accomplice who helped you smuggle in the cocoon, and he goes, wait, the, how do you know about the cocoon? It's like, well, because the Interpol agent was searching for the cocoon, Darian. Come on, keep up. Like, <laughs> I'm accusing you of murder. Don't fucking stand there slack-jawed. Keep up with me. Uh, <laughs> so, it, it actually does bring up an interesting point. Like, how did this cocoon, if it was smuggled, get here? And it's right. like, well, it has a smuggle in from Virginia. Do we know anyone who went to Virginia recently? And then we look at Gavin, and Gavin's right. like, what? <laughs> And your sealed guitar. And your perfectly sealed guitar. And it's like, what? You snuck and he's it like, in oh the... no! He starts to freak out. He realizes I love his that he was... animation where he like puts his head in his hands and like that like guitar like that's very little good. guitar noise plays like super into that animation. Um, that's a good guitar riff, riff damage sound, <laughs> dude. That's what I sound like whenever I have to think about taxes. Um... <laughs> Uh, this man so, doesn't have to think about taxes. How, I, I actually forget. How did we link Darian to the cocoon? Uh, let's see here. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, oh shit, Ben's got notes. <laughs> yeah, that's I know right. Ben has notes. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Uh, I should. Yeah. I should do notes now. Let's see. Uh, I guess it's the main reason that I. Th- think if i'm remembering correctly here because my notes doesn't don't say exactly is that it's because darian would have a connection to the uh chief justice right he would be the one who would be able to pass it on to the chief justice for his kid and that is kind of and giving it, the motivation there his department is also like the international division Ex- so like he knows exactly. about all this shit he knew that the guitar was coming over he knew when where how Etc. He specifically did not travel. That's the important part, is that he was not someone who traveled. So he needed someone in Virginia who would put the cocoon in the guitar. Who do we know from Virginia who had a connection to a cocoon? And then we look at Machi. Yep. And And unfortunately, we have to accuse our client, not of murder, but of smuggling. Cocoon smuggling. (laughs) Yeah. Very specific type of smuggling. Um, and Darian's like, that's crazy. And it's like, alright, listen. You smuggled the cocoon through the guitar. Uh, and there was an Interpol agent coming to intercept the guitar. You knew this, so you had to solve this. You said, press the switch, do it, it's too late. You told this to Machi, who was wearing a headset, who was playing a piano on stage. 
hit a switch, light the guitar on fire, while the illusion was happening. At the same time, Lamoir is walking underneath, listening to you, having the, sending you the directions towards Machi. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that you're able to solve all this, to connect all these instances and events together, is that you have to break down the music video and using the soundboard to isolate audio. Do you guys want to watch this video again? Do you want to watch it again? How about another time? You watch- the judge is like, play it again! <laughs> play it again! I like to imagine that Apollo Justice brought his own like television on a wheelie cart from school and was like, <laughs> alright everybody, check this the fuck out. And puts in the VHS. <laughs> I do love that it's a VHS tape when clearly we, by, by timeline standards for Ace Attorney, we are in like 2025 or 2026 or something like that. Exactly. Right now. <laughs> and they're still using VHS. It's so funny. I love it. Um, you have to point out that the Lamoir on stage was not the correct Lamoir because she has her breach, but our Lammy doesn't. We have to isolate the track that has the gunshot. We have to isolate the part of the track where Machi is playing the piano poorly in order to realize that, like, oh, yeah, Machi played it differently at this part versus this part because he had that only was one really hand available. Hard. It was hard. Let me be... <laughs> so here's how I know what to do. Um, I knew that in order to find which segment Machi had one hand in, I'd have to find a verse that has the exact same piano tune that like that's supposed to have the exact same piano tune but not included correct um Mm -hmm. i knew what i was looking for but i did not know which segment it was so i just hit all of them until the judge told me i was correct yeah it's hard (laughs) Um, it's a really subtle difference yeah i will say and also uh yeah there's not a waveform right so in Instead, you are just looking at it live as it happens, and I feel like having a visual waveform of the whole track would have made it easier. But yeah, they're 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 excited to show show off the tech that they can. Oh, look, we can have multiple music tracks that you can raise the volume up and down. And since we got a band in this game, let's do that. You know, <laughs> so I, like, okay, I get it. I like the music puzzle. It's just that I am not musically inclined, so I could not tell. I just hit all of them until the the court said, uh, "Yeah, you're good." Um, something else that we did was that we have to point out a moment in the song where Lamoir flubbed the line because she was listening to a gunshot. The line right. says, pleasure, pleasure, but she says pleasure in a really quick, hurried tone. And I remember listening to the song the first time and thinking to myself, that was a weird line de- delivery. Like, she yeah. said it, like, kind of rushed. And, but, like, there's no words. It's just, like, the sound was rushed. And also, I thought the piano sounded a little bit off. And I remember thinking all these things going like, wow, this song's kind of mid. I like <laughs> Tiago. I love how you had like this intricate setup for you, how you solved the piano puzzle and how you like heard the part that was off. And then the conclusion of it was, I tried every single track until I was right. Like, I brute forced it. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I, the, the point is, is that I knew what I had to do, but I didn't, I just didn't have the ear for it. So I was just like, I mean, eventually one of these will be right. And there's only three options. <laughs> right. So, like, I just hit three of... I just hit them until one of them came out correct. Um, I I think it's... Ve- I actually really like this puzzle a lot. Um, I like the idea that, like, 
something happened in the case that we are a witness to. And while we were a witness to something, like, a murder was occurring at the same time parallel to this. So, like, right. the first time we heard the song, it sounded a little weird, it sounded a little rushed. But the reason it was a little weird and a little rushed is because someone was getting fucking shot downstairs. And also, we're lighting a guitar on fire. Um, yeah. And I really like that about this case, is that, like, I felt like time was tangible to me in this case. It's a strange thing to say, but I really enjoyed that about this case. Um, but here's where I get a little mad. And it's when Darian says, at the end of all this, well, you can't prove it. No evidence. You, you got one testimony. You got a noise on a soundboard. None of this is decisive. And I'm and the judge agrees with that. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Every fucking time. I'm fine with it. I just need we evidence law ducky all to tell shit, me. All of these circumstances. But you need... Oh my god. So, I, yep. I proved my client did not fire that gun. Definitively. Exactly. Why am I still here? Because <laughs> if he did not fire the gun, no one else could have fired the gun. That was like the basis that's, of the... That sounds the, like a problem for the police. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's a problem on the client now. Um, it's weird. It's, like, this whole court system is guilty until proven innocent. And that's what's, like, really bizarre. You know what I mean? Like, your client is guilty unless you prove them innocent. It's never innocent until proven and guilty. I mean, it's 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 because it's based off of the Japanese court system, which is such an uphill battle to get any innocent, you know, decision (laughs) rendered, you know? Um, so... It, it's it it's interesting. I, I'd mentioned this briefly on the stream last night. Is that Takumi has always said that he doesn't consider these games a commentary on the Japanese court system, which is like that's nice to say, buddy. But it still is because you're basing it off of this really really uh kind of fucked up structure of justice in which you are ninety nine percent of the time found guilty of something. It it makes for great drama, uh, but yeah, when you transplant it to an American setting, uh, it doesn't quite make as much sense, but it's not like the American justice system is, is yeah. great we're, by any means. We're sitting here um, with our shitty fucked up justice system, and we're like, well... It's just fucked up in different ways, like, you know? <laughs> you know, but like, come on, like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> here we are, a bunch of Americans, and we're looking at this and going, ooh, Yikes. <laughs> You know? Also, um, <laughs> art is political because, you know, all things are political. We all live in a fucking world, man. It's it's hard to Right, and I, I said as much. Yeah, yeah, I said as much on the stream, too. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, no matter what you say, Takumi, and I, I, I get it that you might not think, he might not think of it as explicitly political, but it's still commentary on a political facet of society. And, uh, it is still going to because yeah art is if you're if you're making art 99 percent of the time it's saying something you know um and uh so all that to say uh we basically it, it, it's basically a gotcha moment that apollo has to pull off here because darian says like machi machi's never gonna talk because if he says that he did cocoon smuggling then it's punishable by death in virginia so confessing to 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 this would be you know effectively uh suicide for him um but then apollo says well guess what 
in America here, if he stays here, he's not going to uh, get the death penalty for smuggling. Uh, whereas admitting to murder is a much worse crime here in the you US. You will get the death penalty for murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had this exactly. proven. We will execute so, a 14-year-old, apparently. So admitting to the smuggling is a much uh, better thing here. If you don't confess and you, he gets let off the hook here or something like that, then eventually Apollo theorizes he would get picked up by the Virginian police and and then be taken back to his country and tried there. And that would be bad. So, of course, he would want to admit to it now. And so realizing this, that that is like the the gotcha, I guess. It's enough to make Darian then break down and start to try to bargain uh, and and beg Machi to uh, like, he's like, well, listen, if I do this for you or what about this? You know, he starts to bargain with him right on the stand. And then eventually he does his breakdown animation, which is him whipping his head uh, around the stand uh in like these goofy swooshes of his hair you know it, it makes it look like a shark is attacking him in the water yeah he's flailing around trying to get away almost and um and then he says machi please don't talk i'll say anything and then everyone just goes so that was a confession right like that was basically a confession your honor that's the second confession he gave in two days let's call this a wrap boys um Hell no. and they finally Finally, consider it one. As <laughs> uh, so Machi gets takes off his uh, his glasses and smiles and says, "Thanks, thanks, Apollo." He looks like a little and... Victorian boy as he's gets to skip <laughs> I love, away. I love his little hair with the wing and the like. I mm, good good shit, good shit. Um, yeah. Lammy also thanks you for uh, not getting um, her. What is it, what she considers a son to be. Uh, arrested and tried for murder in america um (laughs) yeah she's weirdly calm about it um and then she considers getting eye surgery so that she could see because this entire time lammy has amnesia about before she became a musician and she's like maybe it's time that i face the light and it's like wait mashi is that why you needed the money so that you could pay for lammy's eye surgery he does say like i need money very badly like that's like the only motivation you ever get from him is yeah, just like right. him saying i need a lot of money very badly <laughs> and that's it he's an international pop star does he i re- guess not not that popular i guess um <laughs> yeah it is it is a little odd right and then lemmy <laughs> says like once i get my eyes back i'll paint you too and it's like i okay you want to pay us sure <laughs> for the for the defense, yeah. we got like I know you're rich. Do you have? Can you give me something? Um, here's here's the wildest implication, right? That actually does upset me about this case. Uh, Darian realized that the cocoon was about to get found by the smuggler, so he asks Machi to destroy the evidence by lighting the guitar on fire. That means the Chief Justice's son is still going to die of incuritis. I know it's illegal to smuggle this cocoon in, and they discuss why it's illegal. They say that, like, yes, this can be used to create a serum for incuritis, but it also could be used to create a very large amount of deadly poison. And it's like, I get it. I hear you. But what you're telling me is that the Chief Justice could not just fly his son to Virginia and get the cure? 
Mm-hmm. We had to smuggle it in? And now the cocoon's gone. Is that guy still <laughs> gonna die? Like, there's still yeah, someone on probably. death there. We should resolve that. We, we should... <laughs> so, um, who knows? Maybe we'll get that, like, after credit scene where all the witnesses are talking and the Chief Justice is like... And the judge is like, oh, by the way, Chief Justice is A-OK. Chief yeah. Justice Hassan, he's he's doing better than ever. Yippee Kaye, yeah. he's in Borginia right now, hanging out with Lammy and Machi. Um, yeah. Who knows? So yes, not, uh, not the with Machi. The- not with Machi. Machi's not in Borginia. Machi can't be in Borginia. Um, so themes of this case were the um, having an evidence based law system is apparently bad because it means that even though you know someone is guilty. Because you can't prove it, it means that they're going to get away with it. And that's what, like, Phoenix Wright's, like, grudge against the system is. But, like, I kind of think that it's... That's not why you have a grudge against the system. The reason you have a grudge against the system is because your client is guilty until proven innocent. That's the actual issue you have. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, I feel like you're picking the wrong battle here, buddy. Um... I should have access to Evidence Law Ducky's book so that I can actually know what I'm doing. They took that away from me and I'm still mad. It was the one, like, concrete set of rules I ever received in this game. Right. And I'm, I miss it. I love rules. I like to know. Huh. Do, you think, do you think that's why um, Phoenix Wright stopped being an attorney is because he lost that book and then they fucking screwed him over in court? Well, no, because you play book. like you play like two whole games after you lose the book. I can't be an attorney without my ducky book. <laughs> no, I assume the ducky book I is can. just on his desk, and then like after the third game, he's like, "Hey Maya, what'd you do with the ducky book?" And she was like, "Oh, you know, I pawned it." And then, um, <laughs> and then immediately after, he's like, "I have a case featuring some magicians," and she's like, "Oh, you'll be fine." And then it completely like scars him. Um, <laughs> where's Maya? I miss her. Where's Pearls? I miss my friends. I do like Trucy. Trucy's growing on me. I love Trucy. I, I love Trucy. She's legitimately a, hilarious. I was the only reason I was a little miffed at her in the the previous case was just because I she still felt like she was tutorialing me, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Shush, Trucy, no, no, I know what I'm doing. Stop." <laughs> um, where in this it felt a lot more like we were doing it together. We were having a good time. There were a lot of cute little like. Comments and interactions. Her animations are just so adorable. Mm-hmm. She's They're my friend. So yeah. cute. Yeah. Um, we got to find out about her grim dark backstory. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, her. It father didn't even died. feel that grim dark because half of the people in that room were dressed as magicians while that conversation <laughs> was happening, and I just can't. That's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, Desi, I wanted to ask since you had like experienced this game like through osmosis but not uh like playing it directly mm-hmm. how how did this case compare to seeing it act in like as we played through it on stream like how I mean, did there's it a lot more stuff it? in here that i didn't know about like basically for the last couple cases i mean this whole game basically except for the first case um i just experienced this game through interacting with people on the internet um mm-hmm. and 
I knew everything about the characters and things like that, but getting to the smaller pieces in between everything kind of flushed out the characters a little bit more. Like I know who I know who who done it and the build mm-hmm. up to it and all that stuff. It was my interaction with the characters was basically just purely character stuff that they don't really talk about. Um everything that happens in between. So like the actual murder details and correct. that kind of stuff. Like I knew X character was the murderer and these two characters are in it and they're fighting against each other and things like that. So I okay. it's nice to be able to enjoy the game through this and it I don't know. It, it's it's such a long time between what that time and now that it's kind of like, I don't know, sort of refreshing to get to look at the characters this way. It's like almost mostly new in a way. Sort of like I know the end. I know the end story, so it's just like irony up until the very end. Like I know what's going on, and I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But getting there you... and 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 getting to actually read the context of everything and experience all the characters, not in just the way that people were perceiving them on the internet, but actually the way that you know that they are in the game. Were there any characters that? uh you had an opinion of before that has changed now? So Machi was not a character that came up a lot in discussion. Right. Um, it's understandable. Yeah. I guess. Like he was in the grand scheme of things, not, I don't want to go too far on that topic, but he, I was like aware of him, but I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know what he did other than he was the client and, now we're just going to focus on Apollo and Clavier fighting in court. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that I can't really talk about because it's spoiler territory. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, uh, yeah, so it, it sounds like people were fairly positive on this case, all said, despite the issues along the way. I had a lot of fun. I like a lot of the characters. I like the case a lot. My uh, grievances are just with the fact that, like, there were several moments where I went, that guy's the killer, and then everyone was just like, yeah, but you can't prove it. And I was like, okay, fair. <laughs> That's every case in the, in the series, though. I know, but there's something particular about this one. In the fact, It's really obvious. You yeah, know? it's like, and it's, o- it's... it's obvious day one. Like, I don't know. Um... <laughs> But I thought this was a pretty good case. It's surprising. It's surprising to me that this one's not liked. That's my surprise. People just get really frustrated by the the, the video. video. That's the main thing. Because I also came into this and like when we were talking on the stream, like I was like, "Oh no, here we go. We'll see how this is." And then I was like, "Oh right, like first investigation, no video. First court, no video. Second investigation, no video." I was like, "Oh okay, we're like It's it's really only that Three final courtroom segment." Through. <laughs> where where you actually have to deal with the video. So I was I came out on this case more positive than it ha- had been established in my mind. You know, yeah. like I was like, oh, okay. I actually, uh, I, I like a lot of the interactions. Um, I, I enjoy uh, the like. I really like the uh, the interplay between Apollo and Trucy. As they are investigating, mm-hmm. uh, I like Emma. I like Clavier. Like I like all these characters. The way that they bounce off of each other, even if sometimes like there are minor annoyances with like the setting and the exact details of the case, 
the core group is really enjoyable, which I think is probably the most important thing yeah. and will get you through a lot of other bumps along the way. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, no, this is, this is fairly fun. It's like I said, at the end of the stream, I was still like a little like, okay, we're finally done with that video, you know, and that court case. Cause you, you do feel like you're fighting uphill for something that you know is true, like you know Darian did it, and so you just have to kind of drag the rest of the courtroom along with you and be like, come on, over here to my side where you all agree that Darian did it. How do I get you guys over here? And so it's a little, it does feel like a little bit of a slog occasionally, mm-hmm. um, and, the, and the video playing slowly and you can't skip it, you know. And when people talk over the video, their text goes slower so that the video clip can finish and in time with the text so people don't just like feel like dragging <laughs> yeah exactly yeah people don't like unskippable cutscenes it's the worst kind um, of cutscene so so yeah no, that's that's kind of how i felt about it uh rose did you have any strong feelings at the end here um i think i mentioned briefly at the beginning i thought it was i thought it was pretty fun i did get annoyed with the 3d video um just over and over and over again. And I was like, Your Honor, you just want to find out how the magic trick was done. You no longer care about my client, whose life, a 14-year-old <laughs> boy whose life is in danger. Uh, you just want to find out how the magician did the teleportation trick. Um, so we're watching this video for the fifth time. But um, I don't think it ruined my enjoyment of the case. I think Lamorar carried this for me. I thought she was a great character. Really good character design again, um, and she was definitely really interesting. And you know, interacting with her and solving a puzzle with the uh, with her was was fun. And yeah. Tracy was cute, and Apollo was on Apollo. Apollo's great. I like Apollo, he's funny. He says funny things. He's grumpy all the time. Uh. Phoenix wasn't here a lot for this case, and I, I've, I'm concerned that might have been one of the positives for me, <laughs> uh, because he wasn't around being annoying. He just sort of showed up and gave me, honestly, really unhelpful advice, like Tiago mentioned, <laughs> with right, that igniter thing, like, buddy, what does that mean? Like, I don't get the metaphor if I'm perfectly honest, so... I like the idea that he has, like, uh... That, like, after Mia mentored him, he's like, now it's my turn to be a mentor by saying some vague shit. But he doesn't actually understand why Mia said vague shit. So, like... (laughs) She did a way better job. So, he's just saying vague shit to say vague shit, and it's like... Apollo's like, hey, what the fuck, Doug? What does that mean? And he's like, don't worry about it. And then he just leaves. Yeah, so so I like this case. Uh, I A couple gameplay. I don't like Apollo's gimmick. I, the, the specialize is so funny. But I don't enjoy it gameplay-wise at all. But I like all the characters so much that I'm just... I'm still hanging out. I'm still having a good time. Yeah. And that's my impression of the game so far at the... Like halfway point, maybe. Well, yeah, that was what I was about to say next. Is do you do you all want to know how much game is left here? Two more cases. 
do you want me to confirm or or do you just want to find out? I'm I that's my shot in the dark. I don't really care. You can you I can think conf- it, it's okay if we confirm it, Rose? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine okay. with confirming. I feel like I'm about halfway through, so two or three wouldn't well, surprise me. There is only one more case. Whoa. What? what? This is a four case game. Okay. Uh, so four case four is the final case. Now I will say it is a bit of a longer one. Um, oh, this is going to so, be a three-day case. Oh my god! Now and there, it's it is. I'll tell you this, Tiago. I'm not going to say any spoilers, but there's, it's different than it just being a three-day case. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's different than that. It's not. It's not a three-day case. It is. It is something different. Uh, so. Oh my uh, god! All right, shot in the dark. What it is going to be <laughs> is um. This is going to be a case where you have to play as Apollo, but you also have flashbacks where you play as Phoenix Wright in the case that ruined his career seven day, uh, seven years ago. Seven yeah, years you ago. Know, I think we should uh, we should get back to our roots and do Rose and Tiago predictions. Do do your crazy predictions. Crazy like, predictions. I like. Uh, I actually think yeah. Tiago's prediction is pretty reasonable. Um, well, I think we're gonna have a flashback, and that we're gonna have to do like some of the case that ruined Phoenix Wright's career. And we're going to get to see it be ruined live, and it's going to be very awesome to watch. I um, <laughs> I think I think that we are going to, and I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think this is extremely reasonable. It's not a crazy prediction. Uh, we're going to see uh, Christoph Gavin again. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be involved. This case is going to be about him. Oh, That's what I think. Be, he might even be the... Uh, so he's going to be the prosecutor that's going to be going against... Uh, no, Phoenix no, that Wright. was that was Clavier. What? So in Phoenix Wright's case seven years ago, Clavier's involved in that. I think he oh, is. Oh, that was Clavier who took yeah. him down. Wow, mm-hmm. you're right. They had they have established that already. Oh yeah. my god. So um, and Christoph, we have no information. Literally, he was a like how he was yeah, involved. Like yeah. he was a res- well-respected defense attorney. He killed a guy seemingly for no reason i bet absolutely that... no reason that has ever been given and instead of having a villain breakdown he just said okay i go to jail forever shame i think oh we might even get to see christoph's like, breakdown yeah like like his uh, real breakdown because he had some great animations like that face twitch he did was killer <laughs> um I mean, so yeah, that's my prediction is the case is going to be about him and it's going to be about Apollo and Clavier uh, taking down Clavier's brother for, I mean, he's already in prison. He's already down. Let's kick him while he's down. I want to find out what he did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you know, my other prediction is uh, Uh, Zach is alive and he was the client that Phoenix was defending back then. I think or that's, the accused. That's pretty know. reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. Okay. And the reason he disappeared is and it, you know, was because he he got put away or whatever, is what you're saying? Yeah. That's why that's why Trucy doesn't know where he is and nobody where knows where He's he is in anymore. Supermax prison, like <laughs> fucking uh, You like, have to uh, keep magicians in Supermax prison, otherwise they'll get out. He'll get with out their yeah. magic <laughs> tricks. He's chained up like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> He's like, oh cl- oh Clavier. <laughs> yeah, they're just in the same cell together. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, Zach Grammy are just as bad as Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter ate people but refuses to eat a magician. <laughs> he goes, I can't trust the taste, who knows what I'll bite into. <laughs> oh my god, you just made a cake. <laughs> I was gonna say, those awful videos where people just have cake. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh man. So... All right. Well, I think those are some good predictions for next time. We will find out together, folks. Uh, that will do it for us this week. You can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod to stay up to date on our latest episodes, as well as the streams and the YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the game with our uh, frequent guest star, Iro. I. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Yotsuben or on co-host also at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? At yes, this is Des on Twitter. And Tiago? Uh, they can find me at, at Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter. All right. And Rose? Uh, you can find me at Traum Arts on Twitter, where you can please buy my art. And you can find me at Rose Nonsense and other locations, up to and including Twitter. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you will rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Next episode, we will all be playing the fourth and final case of Apollo Justice titled Turnabout Succession. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.